Hello, friends, and welcome to season two of Crisis of Faith with Joe and Drew. Don't you we're tell back, me we're back, baby? On. Oh, I thought you were about to hang on to the start of season two. Joe has, if you're new to the podcast, and you really might be, it's season two. Uh, Joe has a bad habit of us getting started, and all he wants to do is like, wait, 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 wait. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> ready yet. Uh, but you were ready today, and now I'm the. I'm one ready. I'm up. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, I'm uh, excited. Today's Season episode two. is going to be a bit of a, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna do a bit of like a, kind of a recap. Um, just talking through a little bit of like what what happened last year. What what was that? Um, what was our favorite parts? Uh, what did we discover that we hate about each other that we didn't know before we started? Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I got a lot of those. <laughs> Couple of Did you write a new jingle? A season two jingle? Yeah. Season two is starting off with a jingle. Rachel, where have you been? Because I've been falling apart all summer long. With zero new episodes. How am I supposed to know if I'm doing the whole thing wrong? I hope that you're well rested and found all the peace that comes from within. And I hope you stick to this script and don't lose your grip. And please don't start talking about your lives again. I'm getting acupuncture now? No, you didn't tell me that. I I told you I'm getting my acupunctured and you accused me of something else. I I recall that. I totally like I even went and looked it up. I looked up Accus because I was wondering Okay, so so there's an episode that's going to come out pretty soon um where you talked about wanting to get your your cartilage like your the top part oh, of your ear right. pierced. And I thought yeah. maybe that's called an Accus and maybe you went ahead and got that that piercing done. But I made the joke that it was like because it was a, you spelled it A C U S and I said you misspelled anus. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> that was my that was my uh, my seventh grader uh, joke that I made about the thing. But I didn't I didn't know you were referring to acupuncture. Yeah, good old Chinese medicine. I have. I think we've talked about. I think this is a this is a real throwback for like long time listeners. We did an episode about my gout. <laughs> Do you oh, remember yeah. that? Yeah, that was really Well, early. I don't have gout. I don't I've been to like all the all the western doctors, uh, like my GP and then a rheumatologist and you don't need to know this. It's just I've been to a bunch of doctors because no, I have this people have been asking. I get yeah, I, I get mail about it all the time. <laughs> well, I have I have pain in my feet and in my ankles and it was sudden onset and persistent for like 18 months or something. Uh and I keep going to all these doctors and they all say Huh, you really shouldn't be in pain. And I say, I agree with you. I don't <laughs> I don't want to be. That's why I came here. And then they say, "Well, come back <laughs> later. <laughs> Let's see um, if this just goes away on its own. <laughs> That'd be best case scenario and, for us." <laughs> and then it doesn't. So I'm, you know, having Passed through all of the Western doctors, I've made my way to the acupuncturist. And by all of the, have you have you dabbled in any Chilean or Argentinian? No, medicines? I haven't. I haven't gone south. Oh, you'd love them. Yeah, you'd I'm love gonna try that next. 
Um, I can tell you if if we want to, like, I don't know, we haven't done a lot of sponsorship on this show, right? Um, unpaid, unpaid no, no, sponsors. No. We're not giving this away for free. You did um, support a suit company at one point, right? <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've exposed a lot of things. I think we've exposed a lot about Big Dental that yeah. people weren't talking about before this show, right? Um. And scam. now, big rheumatology is going down. But I will say that um, Tiger Balm, if you're if you're experiencing pain, there's a a product called Tiger Balm that really like muscle pain. Um, that's, this is uh, this. There's no joke here. I'm just like it's a. I'm just endorsing this product. It's Tiger a good product. Balm. Yeah. Try that out. But I'm getting acupuncture. Okay. So here, I'll tell you the story. I go to the the acupuncturist. And um, it's real hard to get into, like into the building. You, uh, there's a sign, but the door, there's no door <laughs> where the sign is, and so I had to walk. It's like a building that's shared with other, so you have to walk through a nail salon, and then just kind of like know a guy there, yeah. Um, and they'll take you, you know, back to the. <laughs> <laughs> My wife has done exactly that for a for a vision. Uh, yeah. Doctor, it was the so same they, experience. It was it, hers was actually one person in the building, and that was the doctor. Um, <laughs> well, that's how the acupuncturist is. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, acupuncturist. There's no receptionist. No, it's just the, just the, the doc. Is it a doctor? I don't know. Just the person who with the needles. And, um, you didn't even check to see so if that's she, a doctor. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Is it doctors that do it? It's, she's an acupuncturist. I don't know. I think it's is. the same level as like people who make sushi. Like, Correct. yeah, sure. Anybody could do it, but probably not. And there is there is sort of a maybe maybe I'm just, there's probably a license, but more more of a culture. Oh yeah, there's serious training. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've, all the people I know who so dabble this in this are chiropractors, so. Right. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I I was happy about this um because when I like I didn't know, I just made the appointment online, the place had good reviews or whatever. Um but I know like that there are chiropractors who go get like a weekend certificate or something <laughs> and do acupuncture. Um and maybe that's maybe that's what this person does. I don't she didn't didn't say chiropractor on the sign or anything. But she was Chinese, and that made me feel better right. about it. It was like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. called racism. Anyway, but I know I understand that. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, is it still? <laughs> it's a different word. It's not. It's not racism if you didn't use the information to actually oppress her in any way. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> so okay, so I get there, and she's like. You know, I fill out the, the paperwork, and it's a nice, like, it's a wood-paneled room, and she's playing, like, cool, calming, like, meditative music. Okay, one stuff. thing, real quick. It's nice. And, and wood-paneled. it's a wood-paneled I, room? <laughs> yeah. All yeah, right. that's... Well, there's, there's a little Appalachia coming through. <laughs> uh, um, depending on where our <laughs> listeners are, that's a bit of a red flag. <laughs> you walk into a medical office, and there's wood paneling <laughs> on the walls. That most of us would be like, huh? Okay, there's no, there was no receptionist. 
I had to I had to ask a guy for directions once I got in the building because there's no signage, and the room where the procedure is being done looks like my great aunt's uh, <laughs> den. So yeah, you get go. the picture. So, so you know, I get through the paperwork and stuff, and she says to me, "Now I'm gonna stick needles in your feet." <laughs> Like, are you are you okay with that? And I was like, oh, she's yeah, trained. I mean, I she's definitely trying. That's what I, that's what I'm here for, you know. That's why I came to you. And she was like, it's gonna hurt when I stick these needles in you. <laughs> are you sure? Like, she spends a lot long time trying to talk me out of it. And I was like, you know, I had on short sleeves and I have uh, several tattoos. Uh, on my arms and stuff, and I was like, "Well, yeah, you know," I like kind of pointed. I was like, "I have all these tattoos," and she was like, "It's not the same. Uh, it's not the same. <laughs> this is really gonna hurt." Um, so I was like, "Well, you know, I don't know. I'm already here now. Let's let's give it a try." <laughs> so I get up on the table, and she sticks needles in me, uh, and it didn't hurt at all. It turns out it, it's like it's yeah. completely. I hardly could feel it. Um, well, it really shouldn't. I think the, I think we They're should tiny make that little disclaimer. Needles. Yeah, I think we should make that disclaimer yeah. on behalf of the Christian nation. If you go to an acupuncture uh, acupuncturist and you experience everything Joe just experienced, you should leave. You should leave. <laughs> you shouldn't stay. I just think it's well, important that we go ahead and make that public service <laughs> announcement. Red flag after red flag after red flag. <laughs> Friend, Christian listener, please go. Don't let well, that but person she was Chinese. needles in you, <laughs> even <laughs> if they're Chinese. <laughs> There's one, one thing that you have in your head as the most important thing should not trump all of the other things. Anyway, I still have needles in me now. You see? They're, well, you can't really see them. They're little uh, stickers in there. But she she put needles in me to go. They <laughs> um, <laughs> She does acupuncture to go. Yeah. How well, I mean, out? she did it. But like, she did it there. I can't point or. Well, well, next time I go, can you see they're like little dots on my feet? Yeah, kind of. Um. Yeah. The. Wow. So she takes them out. You go. You go a couple times a week. Yeah. Um, and. She'll take them out and like then do the regular like what you think of as acupuncture, like the big needles and, um, you know, there's other stuff. But then these are just on your when you're done, you get a little to go acupuncture to work on. So it keeps working on you. Wow. I don't know if it helps. I'll tell you, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm dying to know. Uh, I'm. I'm also like just discovering once again how different we are as people, um, because any <laughs> medical I'm I'm not just skeptical of big dental like any kind of medical procedure any anything that I ever have done if I ever once walked into the room and anyone said are you sure you want to do this I would be like come to think of it no I don't I'm I'm <laughs> out I'm out <laughs> like I have to be I have to be like really coerced and really encouraged and really made to feel super super comfortable with whatever's happening because I, I'm I'm there I'm barely there under any circumstances <laughs> ever if you give me a, if you give me an opportunity to walk out and feel like I was still a man anyways I was like well that was a major red flag so I that's 
I, I was that was okay. Anyone I am probably like that too. Walked out. <laughs> I'm probably generally like that too, but my I'm in a lot of pain or like in persistent pain for long enough that I'm like I'm over it. Yep. This could just be the end, though. I mean, we're both. I think we're both I'm, well over. We're we're halfway to seventy. Um, that's what you're a little closer. At least one of the doctors has said to me is just like, well, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, you're breaking yeah, you just, down now. Your body just isn't. It's not. It's not really. It's not a great body anymore. It's not. It, it was yeah. one time. It was a good body. It's really just not that good anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm I'm excited about like kind of the start of this second season, and I thought, you know, I, I had a bit of a, um, I feel like there's, I feel like there's three brands of things that we end up doing on this podcast. Uh, there are the little conversations about nothing at all. It's just me yeah. and you catching up, <laughs> seeing what's going on in each other's worlds, um, making each other feel a little less alone. In our aging, <laughs> and <laughs> then there's a uh, a lot of Bible talk, right? A lot of things where we do, um, yeah, we do that. Just kind of deep dive studies, revisiting whatever the Bible actually has to say, and particularly the things that Jesus has to say, because um, the Bible kind of says everything. Uh, so talking about like following the Bible or learning from the Bible is is a little tricky sometimes because you could learn really awful things from the Bible if you really wanted to. Uh, you just got to know the right place to go. Uh, so, so we kind of do the mostly like, well, let's try to see if we can learn something from this this Jesus character because there seems to be something good about that. Um, and then there's a third category, and I would like to make sure that we hit all three categories a little bit today, right? We just hit the first okay. category. The third category is me and you uh, ranting mostly <laughs> angrily about things that Christians are doing, um, oh yeah, for in sure. In the world, like things that that people who claim to represent the the this Jesus person who that they're doing in his name uh, or or waving his banner that don't bear any resemblance whatsoever. And I had a, a bit of a, an experience like last week about okay, this let's that hear I it. Thought I might share. Um, I have I have a friend who is, um, well, I don't know him that well, but, you know, someone who's also done the pastoring thing and, and continues to pastor and actually has a, a really large um, church that he that he leads. And he was a, um, you know, it's, it's a white evangelical church, largely. I mean, they, they have a little bit of diversity, but not, you know, it, it's, it, it, it checks all the boxes of, like, what you think of as a white evangelical church. Um, contemporary church and so they're mostly conservative um, he is somewhat outspoken against like kind of the dangers of um, unabashed conservatism like at least kind of you know in conversation I'm not sure in sermon I'm not sure in public but in in conversation he'll at least say like yeah I, I think there's some some real troubling things about Donald Trump. I think there's some real troubling things about uh, white nationalism and its connection to Christianity. Like, he'll be honest about those things. But he, uh, a week, maybe two weeks right. ago, um, was 
posting to social media somewhat regularly, like their church was trying to do as much as they could to help out with, um, we're receiving a lot of refugees uh, at one of the um, army bases or something here around the Richmond area. We, we have a lot, and so their church was trying to do everything they could to kind of collect resources and do what they could to help out with these these refugees. And then he quoted, and it just, this irked me so much on on every level. He posted to his social media a screenshot of... President Biden um, quoting from Isaiah uh, and about did you see this in the news where Biden had yeah, 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 kind yeah. Of called on the prophet Isaiah as a way of kind of justifying America's role in the world and what we're doing and and so see he had, he had screenshotted this and then just had this big long paragraph post about calling out the president for misquoting Isaiah. Now, here's the thing. I yeah, he did. Like it's not <laughs> that's not what Isaiah was talking about. I should say that I also called out President Biden for misquoting Isaiah. Yes. On this. This is important. <laughs> and uh and I would have happily uh and and did in conversations with other he's like, yeah, that's stupid. That's so stupid. Um like the prophet who is about beating your uh you know your weapons into plowshares right. and n- not studying war anymore uh we're quoting to say that we should go bomb afghanistan exactly anyway sorry i'm yeah. i'm cutting you off go ahead no but that's i'm i'm glad you said it because that's exactly how i felt i'm like you're right bro i i totally agree but you have never said anything like that before you didn't say anything <laughs> right? like that for the f- past 4 years you didn't say anything like that when it would have threatened your church or probably split your church in half. Um, or let's I, I probably more likely sent 80% of your church out the door. Uh, you never said anything like that. You never said anything like that when George W. Bush did exactly the same thing to start this <laughs> conflict <laughs> right. to begin with whenever the right. whole thing got started with, like, I bet it's Iraq. Like, like let's go for it. Uh, I think it was Iran just had a letter off. Nope. Turns out it's neither. It's Afghanistan. Let's get in that. Like you and and quoting the Bible all along, um, and and everyone in support of him quoting Revelation and the prophets and Jesus for that matter, and no one has any. And then this this moment you have Biden come along, and quote the prophet Isaiah, misquote the prophet Isaiah, and I see these preachers like coming out of the woodwork. And this one in particular really upset me because it's someone that I know had plenty to say. He's a smart guy, too. Like, he had plenty to say and plenty uh, and plenty of opportunity to address during the Trump administration the ways that Scripture was manipulated and the ways that the evangelicals were, were used as pawns by this manipulation of that, that politicians use and all of that. And I, I don't know, had to get it off my chest. It was a very yeah, yeah. upsetting kind of moment with somebody that I really thought of as kind of an advocate and somebody that I was like I think I think he might be doing something good but then those moments come along and you're like ah yeah you're still gonna play that game though yeah the difference is right like we had um this is not not if you're first time with this is not really a political show um we don't talk about politics very often uh well this isn't even we spend a, a lot of time with Kanye like, when Kanye's yeah. running uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're into that. I just want to say, and just to your point, to, to back that up, 
I'm not even ma- taking a political stance here. Like this isn't. Yeah, yeah, right. We're not political. Pe- we're Bible people, and we're like, okay, well, let's protect the Bible. The frustrating thing here was not that it's a Democrat saying it versus a rep- the problem. The frustrating thing is that it's a preacher saying you misquoted the Bible only because <laughs> because it's Joe of Biden. who it was that yeah. was doing it. So we were like, we're not we're not super political, but we did several times throughout the last year or so um, say things that were very critical of like the Trump administration and really of like just white Christian nationalism and the just ludicrous support for Donald Trump and so forth. Um, and we got people, you in particular had, I think a lot of people like from your, that you just know in your life um, saying, wow, I didn't know, you know, you were so <clears throat> left leaning or whatever. Um, yeah. And, the problem, like, the thing is, we what we were saying is, well, we're, like, we're church guys, we're Bible, like, we, you know, we spend a lot of time thinking about church stuff, and this is the party that has the imagination of the church, so that's why we're spending so much time talking about them. Yeah. If it were the other guys, we'd probably be talking more about them, um, and, and to that point, like, we're willing to call out, like, you know, I voted for Joe Biden, um... But when he says stupid shit on the Bible, I I'm gonna tweet about that too. Yeah, uh, and that's your point, right? That it's it's got to be we we have to be consistent about this. That's it. That's it exactly. And you know, and I also just kind of like I, I would just love it if if pastors everywhere, preachers everywhere, could just get to the point where they could say, "Hey, no politician under running for any party, no matter what their." Um, whatever they're promising and whatever they could possibly do for us or do for whatever women's rights in anything that we're opposed to or again or or for if every preacher would just say in unison you can't misuse or misquote the bible to manipulate people to get what you want out of them that's our job <laughs> <laughs> boom mic drop what was your favorite thing that happened last year joe what do you like about at this all? Thing? Why did you come in back for season two? Why, why why did you come back? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, I have a couple of. Fa- I was like, I looked through all of our episodes to see. Yep. So my I favorite, if we have the same favorites. My favorite episodes that we did in season one were um, episode twenty, which is called "Is Joe an Atheist." And episode 47, uh, which is called, Is Drew Still In? Yep. Um, because those were, like, really raw and personal. Um, there were, you know, the show's called Crisis of Faith, and we talk about the ways that our, you know, we grew up Christian and really, really in. Uh, and, in fact, we went on to make careers as, like, professional Christians. Um and, but our faith is in crisis most of the time. And so we have been talking about, like, that's what the show's about. We talk about the ways that our faith is in crisis and uh, how to navigate that. Um, but a lot of it is past for us. Yeah. Not all of it, but a lot of it is past. And a lot of it is other people 
um, like we're help we're working through what other people come to us with questions about uh, all that stuff. But those two, for me, were like the most raw and real and in the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I those, definitely. Those are my uh, two favorite episodes. I I saw. I think those were incredibly valuable, and they're they're the kind of thing that really. Um, you can't do very often. Like we can really only do them in real time. It can really only be like, Hey, yeah, right. this is super real and fresh for me right now because, um, truthfully, I think you have, uh, referred to yourself or y- your wife refers to you. And now you refer to yourself as a hardened rationalist, you know, <laughs> academic. Yeah, right. And I, I think, I think that's largely true of me too. I think we're, we're a couple of people who, you know, any of the super emotional and like really big, crazy swings that happen um with this stuff are either you know not likely to be that evident (laughs) on us (laughs) like we're probably doing a little more intellectual work than emotional work most of the time and uh and if anything super emotional happened it happened a long time ago um but yeah those two were really like very much happening at the time um kinds of things i thought were cool uh I thought for me the the conversations and I don't I don't even know if it's the ones that I would like recommend to people or put them back to or you know as as we're writing the book um that this chapter was one that I was just super happy with where where it's at right now I mean obviously it's not done but um when we talked about what the bible actually is when we had the oh, yeah. the conversation about the bible doesn't say anything and then uh probably my probably my favorite was this podcast is the word of god um, was a really, really um, yeah, 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 cool set of conversations for me because it, it started to put into it started to put into words some things that I um, had never really articulated before. You know, w- we talked about things that really mattered a lot to evangelicals and people maybe deconstructing like hell and and sin and and uh, um penal substitutionary atonement theory which is you know complicated verbiage for god got so mad at humanity that he killed his son like um but those things just they're all from the bible i I don't know i just end up with this kind of like really intimate relationship with the source material now um yeah what it all comes down to yeah it, it all came from that it all came from how you read the bible um, and so those just became really significant to me, really important turning point kinds of episodes for me because they also opened up the the sort of playfulness that has made this podcast fun for me. Like they, they yeah. opened it up into the, oh, so we're not talking about um, a, a truly objective right and wrong kind of relationship with this stuff we're talking about something that it really kind of depends on how you choose to uh interpret what the bible actually is um but i was looking for the numbers of those so that we could refer them yeah they are people back uh number 17 18 and 19 were the the whole series 19 was a was a question and like a question and response yeah yeah uh every bible question answered (coughs) once and for all was the yeah. name of episode 19. <laughs> um, but this podcast is the word of God was episode 18. And I, I think that one was, it also came together artistically. Well, like 
I, I like that. That stuff matters to me whenever it kind of has this, it starts in a place and then ends in a place that makes sense to where it started. We started yeah, out with, right. the, you know, even that title is the starting place. And by the end of that episode, I think you can see that we were being tongue in cheek, but we were also maybe being kind of serious about that title. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's not as unreasonable and heretical of a statement as it may initially appear to be. Um, my all-time favorite episode was episode 48, though. I just feel like there were so Well, there's so just many so much secrets. in episode yeah. 48. Like, that's where, that's where all of the answers, really. Like, most of the podcast is about questions, I think. Right. And episode 48 just has, it has the answer to really everything. Yeah. What is, what is this life all about? What, what happens after you die? Like, all the things that we kind of, like... You know, we answer as though they're hypothetical questions all the time, like it could be this. And in 48, we really were able to just kind of like nail it down and say, but Reveal here, for serious, this is, you know, maybe this isn't as much fun, but here are all the answers if you wanted to just know the, the cheat code um, yeah. to the whole thing. Yeah, right. My favorite um, theology episodes, and I would never refer anyone to any of these. In fact, I think we should redo them, uh, are the first four episodes of the podcast. Yeah, uh, which you referred to, like that's where we talk about hell. atonement, like oh, talking yeah, about the idea of hell. God. That was that was the very first thing we talked about is the idea that God, you know, kills Jesus because God's mad at you. Um, yeah, and how maybe we could think of the cross better. And then the second uh, that was the first two episodes, and then the next two were about hell, um, and yeah. about just the you know, this grotesque idea that God would sort of keep people in consciousness for all of eternity just to torture them. Um, so that's, I mean, that's stuff that I've been thinking about for 20 years. And um, it was a place where I think we really distilled it. We didn't know, I had no idea how my, I actually didn't even have a microphone at that point. I was like using the, <laughs> like my, my earbuds on my phone. Yeah. Um, you know, so they're terrible. We didn't know how to do a podcast yet. Like we didn't, right. Right. We were, we were super awkward. There's just no good. I really think we should probably like revisit those well, because I think theologically sure. they're my favorites. Well, and also we're, we're writing a book with that stuff in it. Like that, yeah, those are right. the things that ended up into, you know, we kind of, th this book is coming down to, um, you know, sections that the podcast was kind of clumped into. Like, if your faith is in crisis, if you if you think of yourself as a Christian or ever did think of yourself as a Christian and have ever hit a point where you're like, I am, I've, I now find that difficult or at least more complicated than I once did, it's probably one of these categories of things. Like, that's what I think we really did. I think we did cover that in, in 52 episodes. I think we pretty much hit all of the places where you're likely... Um, if you're anything like us, you know, if you're, if you grew up in some version of, of white evangelicalism and your faith came into crisis, it was probably due to one of these things. Um, yeah. and those are, the, those are the ones that we hear the most and they're the ones that I thought were mine. I mean, that's where I, you know, it's almost like I kind of learned that over the course of the first year that like, I thought it was hell. I thought that my, my number one faith crisis was we believe um, that everyone who doesn't become a Christian before they die is tortured by God through, for all of eternity. And 
I didn't have as much of a problem with that as I had with the fact that most Christians don't even care to tell anybody. (laughs) Like, really? My faith just fell apart completely because of that. Not because God would torture people, but because the people who said they believed that and said they believe it's their job to help people not be tortured by God don't do it. (laughs) Right. Mine, Mine... really fell apart because I'm like, I don't think anybody who believes this believes this. Uh, Or they're awful, and I don't want to be one of them. Like, if you believe this and you don't do anything about it, you're a bad person. Um, But but I'd rather give you a caveat and say, like, I'm pretty sure you actually just don't believe it, even if you think you do. Um. Did you have a favorite interview that we, because we did, again, it's not an interview show, uh, but we we did some good interviews, we did get to some do really some. good interviews. Um, on the best interview of last year for me was the second uh, Thomas J. Ord interview. Oh, okay, the yeah, that was a really good one. Conversation with Tommy Double O's. Um, Tommy Double O's was the only person that we had on the show twice. Yeah. Um, if you don't know him, he's an uh, open and relational theologian. Coined that phrase, actually. Yep. Um. Where like you think of God as not controlling everything, <laughs> and mm-hmm. maybe not even knowing the future because the future is open and unknown, um, and God really engaging with the world in a loving and non-controlling way. Um, and He's just so smart, man. Yeah, he's yeah, so good. Well, and he like what that interview did i mean and the first interview did it as well like it kind of opened the door for that conversation um but the second one was just so much better and and i feel like i came back into the second conversation like liking him as a person even more which always makes for a better conversation like just knowing yeah. him a little um but also having a little bit more clarity for I mean, the first time I heard him talking about open relational theology, I thought like, okay, well, this is fun for people in tweed jackets who like to, (laughs) you know, who like to to kick around big ideas about how things work. Um, The second time I had had enough time and I had actually been able to read um, his book on open, open and relational theology um, and realize like, oh, this actually is a big source of a whole lot of problems I have. And it offers, he's offering a pretty compelling response to the problem of evil and the problem of pain. Um, in the, like, I mean, in my opinion, at this point in my life, the best response I've ever heard, um, for that stuff. It's more functional. It's a more functional theology, um, than I have ever heard anybody give for, for what do you do? with a God who is good in a world that sucks. Um, Tommy Double O's knows exactly what to do, I think. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I and love the that first, interview. The first time that we talked to him, the first time he was on the show, it was the first interview we had ever done on the show. Um, yeah. It was like within the first 20 episodes or something, I'm not sure what the number is, but uh, we, you know, we had no practice. We sent him a list of questions in advance. You know, mm-hmm. so like the, it was kind of like a little stilted and um, we have since become friends, you know, and yeah. so the second one was just a chat and it was really good. Um, what was yours? What was your my favorite, favorite interview? interview was with Blair from the, yeah. the TikTok account and the Instagram account, Talk Purity to Me, 
Um, just so much fun. She's such a cool person. Uh, talking about purity yeah. culture and like the damage that purity culture does to people. That was yeah. a great show. Uh, I think our our most downloaded episode. I th- look. I, I have the numbers right here. Yeah, let me check and see. Yeah, I think it was the. Uh, nope, Kristen Kobaz Dumay uh, edged her out. Oh yeah, yep. The but author, the of, second uh, most listeners to, Wayne, which was also a great interview. That yeah. was also a great interview. Yeah. Well, I don't. I'll be honest with you, listener. I don't know if that episode was as good as as Kristen Kobaz Dumay is. Um. <laughs> like the bottom line of that one. the interview was was totally good it's a super great <laughs> listen but mostly just because what she has to say is so good and yeah so, right so important right historian. now um but yeah talk purity to me uh, interview was the second most downloaded listened to episode of the whole thing it was apparently everybody's favorite so did you have um the the thing that's most polarizing about Christ's of Faith with Joe and Drew, the podcast, is the banter at oh, the yeah. beginning. Uh, either you love it or you hate it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you listen to the show if you hate it, because that's about a third of what even we do. when we're talking about the thing you might be here for, there's a pretty good chance we're going off on another one of those... <laughs> <laughs> like when we just bullshit about do you have a favorite do you remember like that there was a really funny conversation that we had about this or that i mean i know i know that that my best was the the big dental rant um and i think it was the first one when i was talking about um there are a lot of episodes where we <laughs> where we discuss the problems of big dental. <laughs> well, it's a, it's I, one of the tenets of the show. It's yeah, it's basically it's yeah. mostly about that, honestly. <laughs> We're, sometimes we talk about Jesus. Always we talk about how we're pretty sure dentistry is a scam. Um, <laughs> that, uh, but I think it was the one. I I would have to check back and see which one. But I think it was the one where I was talking about having. Um, some fillings put in yeah um and i legitimately i still don't but i legitimately don't know which teeth they even did or (laughs) or i have no way of even proving that they did anything uh like i wasn't having tooth pain i've never gone to the dentist with tooth pain i've never once walked in and said i've got an issue i need you to deal with it um i always go in and there and i'm like i think everything's fine but my wife told me to come see you today and they say, mm, everything's not fine. We're going to need to see you in two weeks for about three hours. And we're going to numb the top half of your body. Um, and you don't need a driver because uh, you'll be totally conscious and totally aware of all of it. You'll just be in excruciating discomfort. Um, and we're going to, you know, fill some teeth and cap some stuff and take some skin from your butt cheek and put it on the roof of your mouth and like I'll, I'll, and I'm Has just like okie dokie <laughs> you would know uh, no I don't have any I don't have any butt cheek any implants. butt skin in your mouth <laughs> I do have I do have um, roof of the mouth skin on the front of my gums I did have 
a procedure once where they just scraped off. They're just like, there's too much up there anywhere, so you don't need it. Um, they just <laughs> cut that out and just stuck it on the bottom, huh? Um, where my where my bottom teeth are in the front, because they said we can see too much of them and it's gross. <laughs> so we think it'd be less gross if we cut out some tissue from the top of your mouth and just slap it on there, because you won't look like a monster or zombie with. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad they did that. I always thought that about your mouth. Yeah. Well, it uh well every, and and also I got that done. And I this is not a joke. I can't believe this hasn't come up yet in the <laughs> in the investigation into <laughs> the scam of big dentistry. <laughs> um I got that done. I had to get that done before I got braces because the orthodontist said, if you don't do that, then the braces are probably just going to pull these teeth out from the front because there's not enough gums down there. So we need to, we need to make some new gums for you. Um, every dentist I've ever said who's like, it looks like maybe you have a little bit of recession in the bottom down there. And I'm like, is it a concern? And they said, no, not really. I said, well, I had a graft there once. They took, and, they, <laughs> and every one of them has been like, yeah, it kind of looks like that didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> so so even the dentists are like remember that really painful big procedure you had to have done i'm pretty sure they didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> they definitely scraped around in there i'm sure of it They've, but i'm pretty sure they didn't do the thing they said they were gonna do but you paid for it and you got your braces <laughs> My, uh. <laughs> you already mentioned uh, episode seventeen. The Bible doesn't say anything, which is one of our first, you know, the first Bible episode. Yeah. Um. And in that episode, we we have some conversations about West Virginia State Congresswoman Linda Sumner. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> which I think was probably my favorite uh, <laughs> banter oh, of the season. Yeah. Yeah, really good stuff. Um. And then I think, uh, so this might be a good place for us to kind of wrap episode one of season two. I think the the whole thing really turned for me. Um, this became a little less of a, like, so what are we doing? Um, I think I've gotten all the stuff off my chest pretty much. Like, we, you know, we could always go back and do it better. We could talk about hell better. We could talk about penal substitutionary atonement theory better. We could talk about theodicy better. Um, we could talk about sex and, and do more interviews and things like that. Um, but the thing where, where I really started to feel like we were getting a rhythm for what we could do um, really well was around episode 41, um, towards the end of the season, where we kind of ran out of specific things to talk about and said, well, let's just talk about Jesus. Um, let's just like look at the Sermon on the Mount and see if we can figure out what it was that Jesus actually wanted people to do. Um, we've made a habit of people, as people, of kind of always saying, like, I don't know if I'm, like, a Christian in any of the ways that you would think, certainly not an evangelical in any of the ways that you may define that. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I'm a church person. I don't know. But there's something about this Jesus character. There's something about these teachings of Jesus that I— keep coming back to that I find compelling and interesting and helpful and and even when I and infuriating sometimes to be totally honest and on episode 41 it's called Jesus is impossible we said well how about just from now on 
when we don't have anything specific to talk about or an interview or anything like that, let's just talk about what the teachings of Jesus actually are. And I would say just like pragmatically and and from a just from an from an outsider's perspective, that is the most useful stuff that we have done yet. Um and I think I I don't know if you still feel this way, but I think we kind of said a couple of times like this is probably just what we're going to do um mostly. Yeah, it it was a real like shift in I mean, it's, I think it's a natural growth point, right? Where we go, like we spent, it, it followed the trajectory of our own crises yeah. where we were like, well, we got to figure this shit out. This stuff about hell, like, I can't believe this. I just can't believe it. If this is what it means to be a Christian, I'm not interested. Um, the stuff about atonement, uh, the stuff about purity culture, like a, a lot of the shit that we grew up with. It's like, I just, I can't. If this is what it's about, I'm out. Um, and we investigated it. We said, oh, maybe this stuff isn't really in the Bible. Maybe this stuff really doesn't look a lot like Jesus. Um, and so the the sort of natural growth point is after, after enough of that stuff tips <laughs> that you're like, we can, we can let it go. Then you go, okay, well, what does Jesus look like? Um, what does Jesus actually teach? And it turns out like we didn't like, that's not, we did talk a lot as like people growing up in the church. We talked a lot about hell and we talked a lot about justification and getting saved and, uh, you know, going to heaven, reading your Bible, reading your Bible. That was the, I, I asked my wife this past week, like, what, what were the things that you felt the most guilted by? Like, like, what would you how would you articulate like what it was to be a Christian um, as a teenager? And she said, I just, you're supposed to pray and read the Bible more. Yeah. Have it doesn't matter what the morning. Bible says. It doesn't matter whether you learn. <laughs> right. It's like, it matters that you read it right. um, and that you pray. It was quiet time was. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we discover like, we don't know. Yeah. What did the Bible, like, what is Jesus about? Yeah, we didn't talk about that. That wasn't yeah. interesting. So, you know, that's, I think it's a natural outgrowth is to, like, say, okay, well, we're interested. It, if we want to maybe be Christian but not be like any of the Christians that we know, um, yeah. this is where you go. The best possible way to be a Christian without being like any other Christians, uh, try to live what Jesus says. And you you probably won't be like any of the common current. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, but I think you might be right. And, and we, we discovered, uh, we kind of said, like, I think, I think we might find some points of tension and some points of disagreement. And, and we did pretty quickly. Like it didn't take very long in that <laughs> like to, first to couple of episodes. Where we're like, oh yeah. shit! Like we don't. Even oh, agree Jesus with doesn't Jesus know anything about sex and yeah. marriage. Yeah. Um. But even that, like you, as long as you kind of come at it with open hands and an open mind, and and uh, and are kind of careful about what you think it is, you start to understand. Like, yeah. Well, that's not what he's about. That's that's not the ma- like. You cannot give every single thing in this book the same weight. Um, that's incredibly dangerous. You can't do that with any book. And and right. you don't do it anyways. I love the term that you um, 
you wrote about recently, the cafeteria Christianity, like the, the idea that, w- well, you don't want to just end up getting to where you just go through and pick and choose what's good and what's not. And um, like, you got to take the whole thing and like all Christianity is, cri- is cafeteria Christianity. That's what any of us right. are doing. Uh, but I am really excited to see where that takes us. Like to just keep, just me is there anything else in this next season besides the Jesus, like continuing to go through the teachings of Jesus? What else are like things that you look forward to that you already know we're going to get into or hope that we're going to get into? Um, yeah, well, I um, kind of on the docket. I think I said towards the end of last season, I definitely told you that I wanted to have um, a couple of like uh, youth group highlight reel types of um, yeah conversation, like an yeah. alcohol talk. Uh, which we did we, that, we which recorded, we recorded. That. that's that's gonna happen i wanted to do a cursing episode um yeah where we really talk about kind of the history of that but all the things that we were taught like if you're going to be a christian in this world here's what you got to do and it's stuff that what we were actually told is either contrary to the bible in the case of alcohol um or not in the bible at all <laughs> in the case of uh, cursing, or or perhaps is contrary once again, because we might discover that cursing yeah, who is knows? totally cool. I don't cool. really you know what the Bible says about that. We'll have to yeah. jump into it. So those were like kind of specific things that I wanted to revisit. Like, let's let's have those talks. I The things that I'm really excited about, aside from continuing to do the Jesus stuff, which I think is super interesting, um, we did, we've already done this, um, you know, we're talking about our favorite interviews and my favorite interview really that we've done is with David Hayward, who most people know as the naked pastor, yeah. um, from his, most people know him from his cartooning. He does these awesome cartoons. Um, but he's just a really cool guy and kind of a pastor to the people who are in crisis of faith, yeah. um, or deconstructing or whatever kind of language you want to use around that. Uh, and he's a term that he so may we did have that interview a role in in uh, defi- in coining by the way yeah and like coining the term actually, deconstruction we, and we and talked about that a little definitely bit that the, movement yeah we we talked about that a little bit in the interview but he he may he certainly is responsible to some extent for why you hear that word as much as you do um, in talking about this stuff he he definitely moved it forward but he may have actually it's hard to tell who coined things but he may have been the one. Um, yeah, so he's like um just a such a that was that was my favorite interview that we've done. Yeah. Um so that'll be out in the I don't know when sometime soon and I'm really excited about that. Uh another thing that we didn't do in the first season that's like one of those the questions that you probably have or well if you grew up the way that we did um is the rapture <laughs> like the left behind people get sucked oh, yeah. up uh, into the sky and leave their clothes behind and that kind of thing. Uh, we didn't talk about that at all. Um, so I would love to do a rapture episode. I think that would be a lot of fun. And I would love to do another Q and R episode. We haven't done one in a while where we just get a bunch of questions from listeners. Let's do that. And I think the, um, the rapture thing in particular, like I would love to have that conversation for a little while. Cause I know you have actually, you know, lectured on that and and maybe written on that a bit and have had those i have never touched the stuff Um, oh yeah i've never been like i have a lot to say about it and i also have a lot of like i just discover 
I, I preached at a church not long ago. I was asked to, to preach at a, an evangelical church. And <laughs> and just to be fair, I did say, are you sure? <laughs> um, and they said, yeah, it'll be fine. Um, I talked about the pa- with the pastor afterwards, and he was like, well, uh, I didn't know you were going to say that stuff, but yeah, it was okay. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know I was going to say that stuff either, but I did say, are you sure? And you said, yeah. Um, but I even made the statement, this just came up at one point. I was like, I was like, hey, if you believe in, you know, some kind of like something happens at the end of the age and we're all judged by God. And I and I even made I made the I actually said the phrase because I recorded it and I, I listened back to it myself because I was I knew I was going to be obsessing about like how that went. So I um, and I made this thing. I was like, a lot of people I know are way more convinced of what the Bible says about this than I ever was. <laughs> um, but and I like that's kind of been my stance on a lot of rapture stuff is just like some people seem really confident about it and my position has always been i can't find anything that i would actually teach with any authority that i that i feel like i could teach with any authority as to like this is what this says i personally i don't think it i don't think the bible does a very good job whatsoever or nor is it interested in telling us what happens at the end of the world like it's just (laughs) yeah it's just not really something you'd have to you have to want it to say that and then find good places to make it say that. But maybe I'll discover something more interesting than that. In my church growing up, I mean, the experience that I remember is that the Left Behind books were like theology textbooks. Like, that's definitely what the Bible is about. But then nobody, like, it was not a real intellectual tradition and nobody knew like we knew we definitely believed that that was definitely the right thing to think right but nobody could say more than that right. <laughs> right. like we're not going to tell you how we know this but it's it's right it's right yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it's uh which is you know very much the that's what works in this tradition <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that yeah let's do it that'll be fun all right, well, well, that's enough. That's enough of this. Yeah. Let's get on to the actual season. Sounds good, man. Here it goes. Make sure you subscribe, tell a friend, invite them into this world, and start sending us questions now so we can compile a really, really great list of questions. We can do a question response. You can do that uh, by DMing us, getting in them DMs on Instagram or on Facebook. We are Crisis of Faith, both places. Uh, we would love to hear your questions. Preacher, where have you been? Cause I've been falling apart all summer long With zero new episodes How am I supposed to know If I'm doing the whole thing wrong? I hope that you're well rested And found all the peace that comes from within And I hope you stick to this script And don't lose your grip And please don't start talking about your lives again Thank you.